tonight on Whiskey Waffle. Everyone drinking along at home, are you getting this as well? Go with my gut. It's an intestine whiskey. This one is at 49.4%. A mere 49. A mere 49.4%. Mm. That's this episode on Whiskey Waffle, the podcast. I mean, cast. Tasmania. I sound like the Crips ambassador, a joke that no one is going to get. Yep. Ha, 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 ha. Yep. Uh, start off with the in-jokes. Begin as you mean to continue. Welcome along, everyone. Welcome along to Whiskey Waffle. And if you haven't worked it out, we are from the tiny little state of Tasmania. Yep. It's it's the best bit of Australia. Yeah, that little floaty bit down the bottom. Uh, my name is Nick. My name is Ted. And we are Tasmania's number one whiskey podcast and probably Tasmania's only whiskey podcast. Yep, but we are here to give you the hard facts. Facts, facts. Yep, and some soft facts. Yep. Probably, actually, it's probably more and soft some, facts. And some squishy facts. Yep. It's it's all waffle. Yeah. Waffle all the way down. But waffle yes. by name, waffle by nature. In today's uh, podcast, we are going to talk to you about some Tasmanian-y things yeah, that are on a, our minds at the moment. It's been a little while since we've really focused in on Tasmania, but don't worry, there will be some random world whiskey banter coming up later on. Yep, but... I, th- I think we should just launch into it. Yeah, let's launch in with some, um, as you say, some um, some soft, squishy facts. Or as we like to call it, gossip, in our section called... The Waffle. Yeah, so, you know, Nick, how back in the day, um, yeah. the Tasmanian whiskey scene used to be quite small and it was sort of family-run businesses. Yeah, I remember the- being able to count on, on my hands all the distilleries in Tassie. Yeah, but when we started, um, there was probably about nine. It was I nine, think. yeah, yeah, nine nine distilleries, and they were all sort of yeah, in family hands and mm-hmm. quite quite small, growing growing their brands. That's changed. <laughs> that has changed. Uh, one one effect of the whole sort of boom in a Tasmanian Australian whiskey is that you move away from these sort of family um, distillers and you start getting bigger boys yeah, circling. The big and we, fish we're not to- circling. Let, let, let's call these medium-sized fish. Yeah, yeah. There's we're, no we're, we're Diageo is really just yet. Di- Diageo has has sort of um, put a finger in the Australian pie, so mm, to speak, um, into Starwood. Yep. That's that's probably the biggest boy that I know of that's circling mm. around Australia. But we, in Australia, we've got our own sort of medium-sized um, fish, yep. and one of those medium-sized fish is called. Ba-ba-da-da. Australian Whiskey Holdings, or AWH to its friends. Do they have friends? Oh, they used to. Yeah. So, what do we know about their structure, really? They're sort of a... Um, yeah, they buy whiskey distilleries. <laughs> yeah. Well, ba- basically, they've, they've. I suppose they must have a board structure or something. Mm. Um, they're, they're a yeah, company, no, they though. Actually, they, they do change board members because they had mm. to call in Bill Lark once again just recently, didn't they? To, yeah. It's an SOS to the, to the Godfather. So, so, I suppose, as... As you sort of quite rightly put it, they buy they buy whiskey distilleries. I, th- I think we, we could probably call them sort of a a whiskey investment company. Mm, yeah, and of course the biggest the biggest one that they've got, of course, is is Lark, um, mm. one of the original distilleries in in the state in Tasmania, but also in the country as well. Yeah, well that that that's the that's the origin point for the mm. the point where the the whole of the new wave of distilling. Um, mm. In Australia, originates from yeah. Um, Bill they, Lark and his family. That's it. But they've grown and they've they've changed as well as Lark. They they acquired a stake in in Redlands, which is now Old Kempton. Yep. Um, when Casey Overeem was looking to retire, they they purchased uh, Overeem. 
and um, they they bailed Nant out a, a few years ago, and they bought Nant as well. They probably they've probably got some fingers in some other um, they got pies around in many the, pies, I'm sure. Yeah, around the place as well. Mm. So yeah, they they've got some clout. Mm. Um, oh, absolutely. So so with with these uh, distilleries when they first started, it's kind of the vision of one or a small team of people to create this sort of new thing and this new brand they they sort of make it in their own particular style and their own particular way and you get unique flavors <laughs> and he's dangling branding. in front of me yeah i know he's waiting he's waiting I'm, for it to I'm bite waving it in in your face <laughs> it's very close yeah it's very unique <laughs> ah. yeah so when when you're at that level it's it's all this sort of very sort of boutique micro sort of individual components all coming together mm. to make this special which uh, which thing, we love which we do love but then yeah. you move into this different level when you get sort of a bigger company like that involved because you've i suppose there's a board to satisfy and shareholders the shareholders to satisfy, yeah. the shareholders they are a listed company there's a bottom line that changes the way you make whiskey in a way well, maybe maybe it doesn't necessarily salary salary um, change the may, the way you make it. I mean, you well, might. Well, you they, know, there might they, be shareholders pushing your cup points. There's just a little, a little bit more spirit in, a little bit more yeah. spirit in. Maybe release it a little bit younger, a little bit younger. Raw raw materials. Maybe you compromise a bit on the quality. Yeah, shave those just barrels. get shave get them. Yeah, slightly cheaper barrels. But yeah, no, it 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 is a thing that, and I mean, I have heard some rumors around. Over the years of um, releases that There's more gossip, people more more gossip. More, more gossip. Yeah. I, I'm not. I don't know how much I can substantiate in this, but releases that the distiller isn't necessarily happy with entirely, but it's partly come down to a decision by the board of sort of where they want certain releases to be coming at it. To and I suppose it's to to meet meet a shareholder demand. So, AWH recently said that they want Lark to be what Penfolds is to Australian wine. Now, mm. Penfolds is kind of... if I'd be surprised if people, most people hadn't heard of it somewhere along the line. It's like the sort of prestigious, well-known Australian wine brand that... What, what would a bottle of... Um, bottle of Grange go for? Go, oh, yeah. yeah, nearly $800 each there time. There you go, $800 That's the pop. new ones, yeah. It is distinct, that sort of cursive script in that sort of red text on the the creamy sort of background on a certain angle it's it's basically glenn farkless i was just thinking that <laughs> and so if if awh is angling lark into that space then they're looking at it to be sort of prominent mm-hmm. and have a certain sort of cultural prestige around it that people go oh yes lark i mm. i know that if i'm getting that it's high quality yeah it's worth it's worth the money that i pay for it yeah and it's certainly a change in tax because you know lark is always been sold off the back of its story. It's been mm. sold off um, Bill Lark in, on a fishing trip with a father-in-law discussing, you know, why don't we make a Tasmanian whiskey industry? And and, well, and they'd be stupid to get rid of that no, as well. True, like, yeah. they, they would just be incredibly idiotic if they sort of said, no, nah, we're getting rid of all that, that mm. sort of really in, 
backstory that's sort of developed over the years that they'll they'll continue to build that yeah but the impression i get is like they're they're wanting lark to be well known to to people one way or another whether they know the story whether they care about the story lark will just be synonymous with um just this this brand but as you said off the back of that Mm. they need to have the stocks to back themselves up on it because if if they're going that sort of that big into that area you can't afford to be too sort of ultra boutique no. Um, if you can't be a Fanny's Bay and no. have you know thirty bottles of your yeah, one release come out of exactly, time, yeah. you you need to service a market demand to yep. get that. And AWH certainly seems to have been doing that job of growing yeah um, production, um, but it seems to be changing. Things are afoot, and that's kind of what's spurred this conversation, um, this little gossip session, um, because they really seem to be knuckling down on Lark of late. Yeah. So much so that some of their other ownerships have been passed on or sold. So I think they've sold their um, share in Old Kempton. Yep. And probably even more famously, the um, the Overeem family has regained um, Overeem Distillery. Yeah, this, this, is, this is actually a really great story. It's I'm, a nice I'm story. I'm really pleased for it. So Overeem was started by um, Casey Overeem yep. in his uh, back shed. He was, I think, was he about the third cab off the rank, maybe? Was it? Um, yeah, not quite. Sullivan's Cove and Helly's snuck in before him, but he was certainly yeah. in that. Yeah. Yeah, in that sort of. In, in terms of distilleries that are around today, we've got our Cradle Mountains and, and whatnot, but um, in terms of those that are around today, he'd certainly be in the top five. Yeah, he's, he's one of the early adopters of the whiskey ethos. In, Indeed, yeah. Inspired by Bill Lark. Yes. But so he's. Casey is. Um, Quite deservedly retired from the mm-hmm. business now, and the he the Overeem uh, was sold on to AWH. They the stills, as far as I know, the stills for Overeem are still they're based still there. They are still <laughs> based <laughs> out at around Cambridge um, with the Lark mm. stills as well. They they both inhabit the same space for the time being. Yeah, but Jane. Jane Overeem. Casey's daughter, Jane, um, yes. winner of the Bill Lark Award, awarded by Whiskey Waffle for yep. service to the Highly whiskey industry. It is, it is. Um, she won that one last year. We got to we got to meet her and do an interview on, on her newest adventure, which was which was Sawford Distillery. Yes, these days she's known as Jane Sawford, along yeah. with her husband, Mark. They uh, own uh, Sawford Distillery, and we, we were, like, we've tried their stuff, and mm. it is great. Oh, like, it's on its way were, to being really we're special. We're excited, but... Overeem is an established brand that has prestige to it. Yeah. And this, this, to our minds, this presents an interesting dilemma because now that Overeem's back in family hands, what is what are Jane and Mark going to do? Are yeah, they going what's to... what's going to happen with Sawford? Are they going to release Sawford as, as its own thing or do they focus on Overeem completely because that's sort of the, the well-known brand? Mm. They've, they've still got to sort of build up their... Well, they haven't even released any Sawford, so they haven't. People haven't even got a chance to interact with it yet. Yep. But yeah, it's it'll be really interesting to see what happens. But I mean, it's mm. such a great thing that it's back in the Overeem yeah. hands. I th- I think that stewardship will be really important for its future. And um, the one that we haven't talked about, of course, is the one that AWH still own as well as like they still own Nant. But it really yeah. seems like Nant is is not being held up as the priority. No, I mean, one of the problems with Nat is that, as as a lot of people would know, it's had a bit of a rocky past. A bit of bad press. Yeah, there's yeah. some things went down which, which allowed which, AWH to sweep in and buy it. Yeah, well, that that's how AWH came to be in possession of it when when the whole uh, empty barrel the, the situation thing, the thing went down. Mm. AWH were the ones to sort of swoop in and sort of pick up its dying carcass and yeah. return it. Now. 
I, I, my feeling with Nat is it's has always been that the whole episode sort of cast a bit of a, a stain over the name. Mm. Even sort of now it's under a different structure. They're like, they're doing things completely differently. Yeah. Can they get back to the glory they originally yeah, had? The, the name Nat still has this sort of connotation. Which to is it. a real shame because it's such a beautiful cellar door. Mm, oh, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely amazing. One of the most stunning cellar doors in Tasmania, if not the most. Yeah. I think, I think between it, yeah. Sheen, and Old Kempton are sort of the like uh, kind of heritage, heritage jewels of the sort of yeah. the Tasmanian whiskey. So definitely um, worth checking out. But mm. you know, um, what's going to happen in the future? Are they going to play second fiddle, or are they they're going to just become a blending whiskey? Are they going to be well, the Caninvi? We have heard of Tasmanian whiskey. We have heard that there are maybe some plans afoot to put Nat into a Tasmanian blend. Hmm, Tasmanian blend. That's a well, um, it's been done as a novelty, but really it's a weird concept, isn't it? Well, you it? just mentioned Canimvi. So what, yeah. what what does Canimvi feature in? Uh, so Canimvi alongside Balvanie and Glenfiddich are the three, at least the three original ingredients of, of Monkey Shoulder, a favourite on Whiskey Waffle podcast. If you go back and listen to our top five old friends, you'll find that out. And so what, how is that different to a normal blend then? In sort of just uh, in this is true, traditional yeah, style of, all of um, these ones, sort of Scottish blend. All of those are malt, single malt whiskies. Mm. And normally a blend is is a certain percentage of single malt, but then a certain percentage of grain whiskey, um, which is a lot uh, less flavoursome, sort of bulks it out, if you will. And, you know, the cheaper ones are more grain, less malt. But we don't really have any grain distilleries in Tasmania. No, we don't. I mean, so Starwood, Starwood is... Uh, well, they so, they source it as well. Yeah, Starwood, Starwood from Melbourne. So they they source their, um, their grain whiskey. So they do the Twofold, which is a blend of uh, Pinot casks and then uh, grain whiskey, which it's is sourced Shiraz from casks, I think, or Shiraz maybe. Um, yeah. Sourced from uh, Manildra in uh, New South Wales, yeah. though, and that that's industrial grain spirit. Yeah. But for Tasmania, yeah, we don't have that. So, do you think that they might use maybe like a bulk of Nant, maybe a bit of Lark, and then I mean, but they've sold off other things. But yeah, maybe maybe know. there'll be some of the other. Well, we know that Adams has big contracts. Yeah, true. Who knows what's going big, on? Big there. stills. Big yeah, basically, production. it's all up in the air. Um, one day in the future, we're going to listen back to this and we're going to laugh at all our stupid predictions. Yeah. Well, here, here's a prediction. Well, Here we not a prediction, but a a question: Will the Nant label survive? Be, because, as I said before, there's my feeling is it's always sort of it's always kind of been dragged down a bit, mm. and it's never it's never quite recovered. Before before everything went down, it was a really strong brand and people were oh, like, yeah. oh my God, Nat, that's awesome. But now it's sort of talked about in a bit hushed yeah. tones. And so I... Stick, I a, stick a lark tag on there, sell it up at Bothwell. Or, or an entirely new label. Mm. My wonder was maybe um, whether AWH kills Nant as a brand but retains the distillery. Yep. Um, and just and- keeps churning out. And keeps changing, and either doesn't mention what it is, or they create an entirely new brand off it and build mm. that up into a new product, which is like the Penfold sister brand. Yeah, it's a bold prediction. I'm going to make a, a bold prediction too. I'm going to say in the next three years, we're going to see a bottle of Tasmanian whiskey owned by AWH under whatever label released for under a hundred dollars for seven hundred mil. Very, very bold. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I think, I'm not sure, it might, maybe it'll be this blend that we're talking about. There's just, there's something in the air because Archie Rose started it with the mm. cheaper whiskey, Coral followed suit, and now Lime Burners. 
are releasing a nearly a hundred or maybe under a hundred dollar bottle. Yeah. I mean, out Helly's of has been for years has been well, exactly. Helly's wrote it like, Hey guys, it we've been that for production capacity. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe they're getting that. Yeah. Maybe I, I think we are reaching a, a point in the evolution of the Australian industry where we will start seeing bigger boys come into play. Maybe some of these companies are getting restructured under more sort of corporate arrangements. Well, I mean, look, look at what's um, just, Ned, yeah, Ned, Ned Ned's is come along. Ned is a perfect example. What was that thing that you sent us the other day? I don't even know how do, to say. Dugite, 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 Dugite whiskey. It's from Western Australia. Um, yep. It's I don't really know much about it. I think so it's, it's a basically bl- market as whiskey for the every man. Yeah, like just whiskey, whiskey with an ey. Those Western Australians, yeah. they they like their American style whiskies. But mm. I think we are going to start seeing more reasonably priced. Whiskey's entering the Australian market. Yeah, whether they're good or not, well, that's a whole other discussion. Mm. Mm. Oh well, my my glass of, of lark that I pour myself is empty now, and Ted's is almost untouched, which is kind of. Um, I, got, I got too excited by this whole talk. Yeah, it's kind it's, of a, it's, a weird metaphor for what's going on at the moment. Yeah, one's the past, one's the future. Ah, oh, that's good though. Yeah, it's a classic cask. I just polished mm. off a bottle, although it was only a small I, one. I burner. hope they never lose that classic sort of lark orange, orange yeah. flavor. No, well, we've talked about. Ma- whiskey making for so long, but it's about time we talked about uh talked about some actual whiskey, isn't yeah. it? Ted? So let's go and fill oh, up some glasses and good gossip session though. Mm-hmm. Good Nick. gossip column. The whiskey. Good news, Nick. Yes, what's the good news? I have a full bottle in my hand. Oh, he's breaking the seal. I am breaking the seal, and I'm going to show it's real now. Oh, Jesus! How do I get into this? It's a complicated one. Um, oh. I actually forgotten that this wasn't open because. Uh, we were sampling this over a Zoom call not so long ago, but it's because we had a, a tiny, tinny bottle sent to us um, as part of a tasting pack we purchased. We did. Uh-oh. I think I'm... Do you, where, where's, where's your waiters, mate? Um, somewhere. I, th- I think I'm going to have to... A... Right, so Nick. Yes. I have a slim 500ml bottle yes. in my hand. It's got a very nice dark colour to it. Mm. And it has... A Tasmanian tiger on its ah. label. Does that tell you anything? It tells me that it's probably Tasmanian whiskey, um, and it might be independent, and it might be in a bottle. And you put those three things together, and it you spells get... Tib. Does it? I thought it was uh, bottlers of Tasmanian independence. <laughs> Bitty. Bitty. Yeah. Yes, this is a Tib. Now. Mm. Now. Now, now. Yes, now. Right, so. Mm. Tib is Mr. Duckett's other child. Ah, uh, his first child, of course, being the infamous Hartwood. Not, not sort of counting uh, Louis and. Are there any other siblings? There I'm is. There's, sure. a, there's an older one, I think. Yeah, yeah. We've we've only met Louis. Um, ignoring them, they don't count. Yeah, yeah. His real yeah. children. His real his, children. Yeah. His real children. His, yeah. His his, uh, his whiskey companies. Um, so yes, this is the little uh, brother of um, Hartwood. Hmm. So Tib, Tib's mission is to sort of release uh, whiskey at reasonable prices. Yeah, they're not necessarily the big bombastic high-proof alcohols that that Hartwood is. They're, they're more nuanced, they're more subtle, they're more delicate. So when you think about Hartwoods, they're usually released in sort of the 60%. I yeah, mean, although been, recently they've yeah, been getting quite lower. quite a few 50s, but um, I've got one in the 70s. Mm. Yeah, but oh. these ones are always in the 40s, although he can't help himself. They're like 49, 48. Well, this, so, th- this one... So what is the bottle that we're drinking? This one, Nicholas, is 
the vatted malt three. Ah, so it's a combination of different malts. It is a combination of different malts. In that is entirely correct. Mm. Well, yeah. So what does what does vatted malt mean? Uh, mixed together, really. Yeah. Stuck in a big thing together. Yep. So he's taken beaten with a paddle. Different. He's taken uh, whiskey from different distilleries, chucked it in a big pot, mixed it all up, and poured it into a bottle. Yeah. More than one bottle, actually. Two hundred and thirty-three bottles in this run. Yeah. There's a few. <laughs> now, one one thing that I uh, did did see somewhere about this one is a, a quote that is it is imminently slurpable. <laughs> So this one is at 49.4%. A mere 49. A mere 49.4%. And so the whiskey's inside it. So yeah. there's, there's well, three Well, that's what I really want to know. That's... Well, actually, I think there's two different distilleries. Right. There's three different barrels. There's yep. two different distilleries. Now, there's question mark, question mark, 0015. Oh, okay. So we don't know what that is. That could be from the mainland. Question mark, question mark, double, uh, 016, sorry. Yeah. And AD80. AD. Who is AD? Um, AD. In fact, Adams. Yes, Adams Distillery. Adams. Adams. And so, uh, interesting, the Adams is peated. Right. So, so, I'm assuming it's only a small it's percentage. It's only a very small amount. Um, now, I, from the research that I've done, briefly, as far as I can tell, um, yeah. the question marks are actually renowned New South Wales Distillery. Oh, okay. Which mm. um, are we able to reveal um, exclusively on our podcast that it may be a Sydney-based yeah, um, distillery. That that that's that our maybe maybe more famous for releasing rye. Yeah, that that is our understanding. Yeah. Whether it is entirely true well, or not, they're yet to know. release a single model. Though, keep an eye on that Sydney, mm. um, maybe initials AR space to um see because I reckon there might be a single malt coming later. Yeah, the so question marks Tib, might Tib, be removed. Tib has released a couple of uh, renowned New South Wales distilleries before, but they've mm. never revealed no. who it actually is, um, because we think they haven't actually released. Their own. Their own before. Yes. Now, it's all sherry. All sherry. All sherry. Yep. So the the two uh, question mark ones are ex-sherry. The Adams is peated. And ex-sherry. Uh, ex-sherry. Yep. Um, Very sherry. Very sherry. Yeah. Well, actually, speaking, speaking of barrels, I found this quite interesting. Um, so Tib actually mentions on their website what they've, what sort of barrels they've got going. Yeah. Um, so they've got... Oh, yeah. They've got a mixture, don't they? They, they do have a mixture. So oh. they've got sherry. Yep. Port, yep. Bourbon. Are you shocked yet? No. Okay. <laughs> um, musket. Yeah. Okay. The first one was musket. Yep. Botrytis. 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 That sweet dessert Nicholas, wine. What is what is botrytis? Yeah. Well, if you leave your grapes on the vines too long, they start getting all mouldy, which concentrates the sugars, and you can actually make a proper old dessert wine out of it. Yeah. I think. And then you I put it in barrels. Only happens some. It only happens under quite specific. Most most like, of the time, you definitely do not want botrytis on your grapes. Yeah, but, um, I, th- I think most of the time it just goes mouldy. But yeah. sometimes under the perfect conditions, yep. uh, virgin oak, yep. re-educated second fill. Oh, we know how he re-educates, and it's yeah. not uh, it's not it's so not a pretty. It's not a pretty thing. No. It's a good thing he doesn't run prisons. <laughs> <laughs> rum, okay. Bourbon rum, right? Sherry rum, okay. Toke, yep. PX, mm-hmm. rye, right? Whiskey beer. Whiskey beer, yeah, okay. Oats, oats, and what he said was um, apple spirit, which I assume is Calvados, or at least a mm. like an Australian produced yeah type of Calvados. So he's got a few barrels then, yeah. And, and all he's managed to give us for this one is just sherry, sherry, and sherry. Yep, yep. yep. Oh well, that's all right. Um, still very mm. drinkable. Okay, mm. let's let's. It's a darker nose than I've than I would have come to expect. There's actually mm. it's, it's thick and syrupy on the nose. 
It's got a nice bit of honey, like dark honey, sort yeah. of uh, maybe leatherwood. I don't know. Going with the the classic yeah. Tasmanian. I'd say there's almost a uh, like a, a vanilla latte. It's just a hint of coffee. It's not really strong you coffee. You are but right. I was just I was yeah, just starting to edge coffee. around coffee. It's not sort of the bitter end of the coffee. It's no. like it. So a friend at university tried to convince me to get into coffee. This this friend actually had to go off drinking coffee because it, <laughs> he realised that he was drinking far too much every day. Anyway, he tried to get me in, into drinking coffee by giving me what's called doppio ristrettos, which is like, as I understand it, you get them in a very small cup and it's like the very first bit of liquid that comes out of the machine. And so it's it's got a much sort of... So the four shots. It's the four shots of the <laughs> coffee machine. It's got a much sort of sweeter, lighter flavour then mm. it doesn't have that kind of bitterness. Right. And then they're, they're quite nice, but yeah, that, yeah. that's sort of what it makes me Yeah, yeah. Think so, of. and he failed to get you into coffee, but you failed to get him into whiskey, so, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Me and sure. Yeah, no, there's um, there's layers in there. Mm. Maybe a bit of, like, um, mandarin. 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 There you go. That's my... That's your citrus of choice. Yeah. Maybe some, um, like, um, candied citrus as well. Yeah, and it's quite toffee-ish still as well. Mm. Mm. But no, once it makes you want to have a sip, don't it? Everyone drinking along at home, are you getting this as well? Yeah, I know, right? Do you own a Tib Bottle 3? Well, I, actually, that's the thing I must mention as well. Speaking speaking of do you own a bottle. So this is the cheapest Tib that has ever been released. Yeah. It's the cheap, cheapest thing to come out of the House of Ducat, I think. <laughs> In terms of Australian whiskey, it's... it's Towards the lower end, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, it, it is the lower end. I mean, yeah. in terms... Of, I should have said, in terms of... Overall whiskey, it's like yeah, yeah. It's one hundred and forty-five bucks yeah, for Australian. a five hundred ml bottle. Yeah, but for a Tim Duckett made whiskey, mm. that is phenomenal value. Yeah, like that. This this is a quaffer. And at the time of recording, there are still bottles left, mm. so you can go and track it down. Absolutely, it, it's well worth it as well. Yeah, but what does it taste like? That's what our listeners want to know. Wow, that's shit. <laughs> No, that's very, very tasty. It is, and it's it's not that sweet, actually, and no. it's kind of enjoyable, that fact. that Sometimes with a musket cast and stuff, some of the tips are quite sweet, but this is mm. pleasantly dry, pleasantly savoury, with a hint of meatiness in there. So it's probably... A um, bit of pepper on the finish. Ol- ol- oloroso. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon it's just a pear. Yeah, it's probably Australian is a sherry, Whatever um, that might be. It's yeah. a, it's definitely a drier style of sherry, though. I reckon, do you reckon that tiny amount of Adam's Peter just really sort of tones down mm. the sweetness and just... Like, it doesn't taste smoky, it doesn't smell smoky, but no. it's just... I reckon you'd notice it if it wasn't Maybe there. it translates not into smoky, but into savoury. Yeah, I reckon it has. Mm. Um, and maybe a bit of peppery. Because that, that does have a nice, nice sort of umami mm. kind of feel to it. It's it's a thick mouthfeel though. It's, mm. it's you know it is that syrupy thing that I was kind of detecting on the nose. Broad and kind of sludgy and yeah yeah almost chewy. Gets gets a bit down and dirty with you. Mm. It's kind of yeah got that sort of um slightly um slightly sour fruit or you know fruit that's been sitting in the in the fruit bowl for a while. It's on the turn. Yeah, just maybe a slight bit of fizziness. Yeah. The finish is good. The finish is mm. nice and long, quite sort of, I suppose, butterscotchy. Yeah, and and it's a little bit grapey for me. I'm sort of mm. noticing a bit of that. I know that um, some some wine matured whiskey sort of gives me weird sort of flavors, and even mm. some fortified wines can sometimes do that. So it's hinting at it, but it never goes too far. I actually, I actually really like this. Yeah, this is this is good, and this is cheap for, uh, for Tim Duncan whiskey. Yeah, like 
This is great. Mm. Um, so, Nick, I think I'm going to say that this is a four star for me. I was, I was, I was, I was leaning towards three pretty much all the way through, but now I just keep sipping it, and mm. I can't, I can't stop. It's a four. This is a four star yeah. whiskey. I, I think it's, I think it's a low four star. Mm. I think so. It's gone over into that special category. It's not, it's not like the best one out of the. Tivin sort of heartwoods and all the sort of four star stuff for us, but, but I think it definitely has a, a certain something to it, which it just makes just, you want to drink it. Mm. You know, this is the measure of it. Grabs bottle, pause, <laughs> splash more. No, that's lovely. It's a good one, Mister Duckett. You've done it again. That's what you get for dark glass and whiskey. Has anyone um, at home actually bought a bottle of Octomore and then stressed about if they don't don't know if it's about to run out or not? I am going to pour you a whiskey because... Yep. Well, we're whiskey waffle, aren't we? We're whiskey waffle, but also we're playing... Mystery Whiskey. I am a little bit concerned. One of the things I find with Mystery Whiskey is we try and confuse each other by getting our most confusing whiskeys tried for the first time live on... Well, recorded on these microphones. So it's not like one that you could guess. It's not like a Glenfiddich 15. No. No, it's something confusing. Okay, you're right. Like a I Mongolian, Mongolian yak matured. Um, I actually wouldn't mind some Mongolian yak matured whiskey. Would be interesting. Yeah, the problem is they don't make it with a the grain, they make it with milk. Tastes better in a yurt. Alright, all right, then. All right, all right. It's there in front of me? Yes, it is. Can I open my eyes? Yes, you may open your eyes. Alright then. Nick, I, what do you have in your hand? I now have some whiskey. Now, do you want to start off by doing the cut from the future, telling us what it is? Good try, but no. <laughs> Damn it. All right, then. Well, um, we're not going to record it now. We'll record it in the future, but here comes the cut. All right, this is Ted speaking from the future. Now, my colleague is about to guess a mystery whiskey, which this week is the Bunnahaven and Cladic, which is a travel-exclusive uh, car strength-ish one. He... Does pretty well, actually. All right, Nick. Mm. So, tell me about this whiskey. Well, I have some whiskey in my glass. A lovely sort of gentle urine color. Not quite hydrated enough, but getting close. I'd say yeah, it is hint, a- hinting at hydrated. Yeah, someone needs a few more glasses of water, I think. I'm going straight to the nose and... Sherry matured Scottish whiskey. You could well be right. But what if it's... if It's a, it's you, quite a light color, so you could well where be are the right sherry coming that, from? So. Yeah, <laughs> Ted's trying to figure this out himself. It's a mystery for him, too. It's quite nice, it's quite light, it's quite, maybe even a bit, slightly astringent sort of um, lemony, mm. not lemony, but like lemon iced tea. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's good tasting notes, right? I'm certainly not put off by the nose, but I'm not put off by many noses. Well, I can say that you're right on both counts of your guess, hmm? that it is sherry and it is Scottish. I might have changed my mind by the time I had a sip, mm. just had a sip, and it's cast strength. It is. Yep. I've um, figured that out quite quickly. So, do you, want, do you want to take a stab at a percentage? 57. No. 63. No. <laughs> it's just a number, isn't it? It's yep. somewhere between 57 and 63. No. Oh, 54. No. Close to 54? What? It's 51. 49. 50. Yes. But it, yeah, okay. So well, it's not as strong as I thought, but it's stronger no. than what we've previously tried tonight. Okay. Yep. It's not peated in any way. It's mm-hmm. fruity, actually, not in a dried fruit sort of way. It's not. It's not Christmas pudding. It's not raisins. It's quite apricotty. 
It's it's like jam that is still cooking on the stove. Yep. Apricot jam, that is. Could well be. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, tasting notes. Pfft, what do I know? But um, it means that I've ruled out Lafroig. <laughs> yes, it is not Lafroig. <laughs> yep. Um, no, I don't know. I think it's quite quite exciting. I don't mind it. Yeah. Hot apricot jam. Okay. What do you think about the finish? Well, it is quite long. That's why I actually went higher than 50. Like, I thought mm. this was in the 53. No, I said 57, didn't I? Tis a mere 50. It's not smooth. Mm. It's bitey. Mm. Um, maybe, yeah, the fact I went 57, not 50%, indicates that it's quite, like, jaggy. Mm. But, yeah, I, I, I can... I mean, I'd, I'd like to rule out Isla. Um, it could be Bunnahabhan and I could be super confused. I'll rule out all of Isla except for Bunnahabhan. Okay. And I'll rule out Talisker. I'll rule out most coastal distilleries. Okay. So, it's not a contusion. It's not Lowlands. <laughs> no, it's not, not Lowlands. lowlands at all. Um, I don't even think it's Highlands. I think it's either Speyside or Bunnahabhan or... What else have we got floating around that way? There could be a few Highlands ones that I've okay. not Okay, do, do you want to plonk down on somewhere? Oh, there's only freaking 50, 60 distilleries left. Um... It is a the big sniff hasn't helped me very much. Um, it is Tamnavolen. No, it is not. <laughs> I've never had Tamnavolen, but um, no, no. Um, okay. Is it Speyside? No, you've okay. had you've had this distillery before. Good, good. I've had it before, but it's it's not like it's not Speyside. It's not Lowlands. Uh, it's not one of the the peat bombs. It's not Oban. It's not. It's not Darwin. Go with your gut. Go with my gut. It's an intestine whiskey. <laughs> no. Sorry, mate. It's 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 not flirky sheep dung smoke reserve. It's not Glenmorangie. It's not Dalmore. It's not Old Putney. <laughs> what's left in the high? It's not that freaking. What's the one on the other side of Loch Ness? It's not a Highland it's whiskey. Not Tum- oh. Go with your gut. It's Bunnahaven. It is Bunnahaven. What? Is it actually Bunnahaven? It is actually Bunnahaven. It's not. It doesn't taste like salt. I think it's quite salty on the finish. I've yeah. been th- I've been drinking it and thinking all along that it's quite salty on the finish. But you're the one that knows it's Bunahavan, not me. Yes. I think it's quite tangy on the finish. It is. Drum roll, please. It is the Bunahavan Uncladic, which means the okay. shore. Okay. It is a... Well, Nick, tell me about this bottle. Well, it looks like a litre bottle. It is in litre bottle indeed. It is a duty-free... What have you been overseas in the last well, few Well, I haven't, days? but I've got, I've got um, people who have been <laughs> transiting through airports. Minions, so. yeah. Minions. So, yes, this is the Bunnhaven Ancladic, which you're correct. It is a sherry uh, one. So, mm. let, let me just read the quick blurb on the front. Yeah, well, I'm sure our listeners are keen Sitting on the out. banks of Bunnhaven Bay, a distillery guards its precious golden treasure. Ancladic... I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. Meaning the shore in Gaelic is a limited edition complex malt with a rich sherry influence and aromas of fruits, nuts and spice. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. But what what's special about it? I mean, it's, um, it's tastes different to other Bunhavans. All right, but- all right, all right. This limited edition release takes the senses on a long and exciting journey. Spiel, Sense spiel, of spiel. Caramel, spiel. And vanilla. Prepare the palate for sweet sherry, spice and nuts, which then blossom into a long, rich, dried, fruity finish. <laughs> Sounds so unique. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know really what's different about it, apart from it's travel exclusive. So they've, yeah. they've come up with a new um, Gaelic word for it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, 
I've I've had a few different um, Bunnahaven individual releases, like the travel retail ones. When I was at the distillery, I had like four or five different ones, and they were like they're all great. Mm. Don't get me wrong, none of them taste like Isla, mm, no. but it's part of the charm. Like if you're gonna go to only one Isla distillery, don't go to Bunnahaven. Oh uh, yeah, no. If you're gonna go to four, then sure, make one of the Bunnahaven. No, mm. five, make one of the Bunnahaven. Well, there you go. Well, that was. Mystery whiskey. Yeah, confuse me. The devastating thing here, Ted, is that um, I turned the microphone off before I could get you saying Slurpee on it. So can you just say Slurpee in a few different voices for me? Slurpee. 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 That, um, it's really what our listeners want to hear, isn't it? You're welcome. I, I, think, I think that Rye was really Slurpee. <laughs> nice. He's using it in context just for us. Cheers, Teddy boy. Nicholas, yes, we have had an excellent time of talking to each other. We have. It's good to be able to do this face-to-face, isn't it? We've got another recording block done. Yep. Last few months, it's just not been enough seeing each other no, face-to-face. Exactly. We've been running on fumes, um, yep. literally, as far as the whiskey's concerned. But um, yeah, we, just, we were beginning to run out of pre-recorded segments. Yep. So... We had to get together. Luckily, um, our local laws allowed us to do that so we could record some more. We, we actually tried doing it over Zoom one time, yeah. and it was awful. Yeah, I mean, the content was good, but um, the fire was corrupt. Yeah, hmm. bugger. Yeah. And then the other time, I think just the sound quality was a bit iffy, Yeah, to say yeah. the least. Not the best, but um, who knows? Maybe those sessions will make an appearance once. Upon a time down the track, I'll set up some sort of weird recording session. But yeah, for the time being, you're stuck with this one. But um, I think we covered a few topics that will raise an eyebrow or maybe two. Yep. Or maybe three. Sure. If like, you've got three eyebrows. I mean, or if you if you just sort of like... if John Howard, if you're listening to this... Mm. You're, He's got at least four, doesn't yeah, he? Your eyebrows are going to like just go way up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's it's... Certainly been uh, a waffle-packed evening, which yeah. is good to know. Hopefully, everyone back home is doing well and, um, yeah, enjoying some waffling of their own. We've had a good time. I've had a good time. I think he's had a good time. If you've had a good time, get in touch with us. Um, yep. Whiskeywaffle at gmail.com. Uh, you can check us out on our Facebook page. You can yep. check us out on Instagram. Yeah, leave us an Insta comment. Um, we do have Twitter. Or you can always... Get us by carrier pigeon. Or teach a carrier pigeon to use semaphore. Ooh. Mm. Wow, that that's getting advanced. Oh yeah. You know, we're we're twenty episodes into this podcast now. It's time to uh time to use some advanced communication techniques. Yep. Yep. Sounds good to me. Mm. Well everyone, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, or not listening, just thanks for streaming it and putting it on in the background. Thank thank thanks for using us as your sort of just um like zone out um session uh session sort of podcast where you're Indeed. like pump, pumping some weights and not really concentrating on us you just yeah like, leave us a review we will read out in the pod we do that with our reviews um we need some more reviews in the uk itunes actually so if you use the uk itunes app go and leave us a review on that yep love to hear from you yeah um or latvia latvia yes we we've never been there but we hear mm. it's good yep so. indeed indeed do they make whiskey in latvia Maybe. Mm. I'm sure they make some sort of spirit. Yeah. No, we'll have to track some down. Uh, maybe even in Dram in the Box. Mmm. Mm. Excellent. Anyway, uh, until the next podcast, until the next time, keep on waffling. And good night.
Waffle recommends you drink whiskey responsibly and only if you're above the legal drinking age in your country. Our lawyers made us say that. Or at least, they would have if we actually had lawyers. (laughs) 